0: Hey, it's Scott McIntyre.
1: And Christina.
0: Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance.
1: Okay, Scott, I have a tough question for you. I'm ready. Would you go alone in a self-driving Tesla car?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one.
1: Either way, you'd have to have faith in a computer or the person driving you.
0: I think I have more faith in a human driver right now, but I'm getting there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of with you there. I don't think I'm ready for something like a pilotless airplane.
0: That does make me think of why we've never gone skiing together. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's surprising to some people to hear that I used to ski as a blind person.
1: I still think I'd like to see that someday. The problem is that for Scott to be able to ski, someone has to be coming down behind him and shouting, go left, go right. And in high pressure situations, sometimes I get my lefts and rights mixed up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I have faith you wouldn't let me crash into a tree, but going through two kidney transplants has definitely made me a little bit more cautious overall. And I think my skiing days are over, unfortunately. For now. (laughs) It's a funny example of what some might call blind faith, though. (laughs) It seems like the idea of faith can be somewhat controversial in certain circles. We have to remember what the biblical idea of faith is, but how do you define it?
1: If you believe faith has something to do with blindly following Jesus, you would be in agreement with popular atheist and Oxford professor Richard Dawkins. Here is his definition. Scientific belief is based on publicly checkable evidence. Religious faith not only lacks evidence, its independence from evidence is its joy shouted from the rooftops.
0: Dawkins says that faith is blind and the blinder, the better. In fact, he claims we celebrate a lack of objectively verifiable evidence.
1: Another Oxford professor, John Lennox, disagrees with his colleague. Listen to his argument. Mainstream Christianity will insist that faith and evidence are inseparable. Indeed, faith is a response to evidence, not a rejoicing in the absence. Dawkins' definition of faith as blind faith turns out, therefore, to be the exact opposite of the biblical one.
0: Interesting.
1: Dawkins says faith is blind. Lennox says faith is not blind. As biblically-based Christians, we would agree with Lennox.
0: I was born blind, so I know a thing or two about what it's like to navigate through a world I can't see. I have about two degrees of vision, kind of like looking through a straw. When I'm just walking around in daily life, I really can't see anything helpful, but that doesn't mean my faith in Christina is blind.
1: Over the course of many years in countless situations, Scott has learned to trust that I will safely guide him through a crowded room or across a busy street or accurately describe to him who or what's in front of us. He's experienced enough of my faithfulness that he has a high degree of trust in me, He's blind, but his faith in me isn't.
0: When it comes to God, we are all on equal footing. No one can see him with physical eyes, right? But that doesn't mean he's left nothing upon which we can rely as evidence of his existence and faithfulness. There's a very popular portion of scripture we want to focus on a little more closely. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen.
1: Most of us read the first few words, now faith is, and then skip all the way to the last words, things not seen. But the middle words actually define faith for us. It's like we just eat a salad and then go straight to dessert and leave out the main course.
0: (laughs) If we read it more slowly, we can understand it better. Now faith is, and this is where we can stop and ask, what? Faith is what? And the answer is assurance. Assurance of what? Well, assurance of things hoped for.
1: Then the verse restates in similar terms for emphasis. We can read, now faith is what? It's conviction. Conviction of what? Things not seen.
0: So this verse tells us faith is two things, assurance and conviction. These are not words we typically use for blind faith situations. When we have assurance, it's because we've seen enough evidence to have a high degree of trust. When we have conviction, we've been fully convinced. People are not convinced or assured blindly.
1: God does not require us to trust him blindly with our lives. He's left evidence all around us. Listen to what Romans chapter 1 verses 19 and 20 tell us. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse.
0: God tells us that his invisible attributes like his power and divine nature can be clearly seen by everyone ever since the creation of the world. This is often called God's general revelation, what can be known about him by all people in general. Even with general revelation alone, faith is not blind.
1: But that's not all we have. The biblical worldview is supported by what some scholars deem an embarrassment of riches when it comes to objectively verifiable evidence. There's evidence from science, philosophy, and history and there's the subjective evidence of our own changed lives.
0: If we think God demands blind faith from His children, we'll be tempted to feel shame or condemnation when we have doubts or questions. But if we believe our faith is bolstered by evidence, then searching for it is an act of loving Jesus with our minds, and that's the faith we are called to.
1: Biblical faith is not blind. It's trusting in what we have great reason to believe.
0: please be sure to follow and subscribe so we can share more encouragement with you in the weeks to come.